Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Ready. Hi there. And you are? Libby. You are here for the new collection turnaround. This is such an important night for us. A lot of people have been very keen to get their eyes on it. Jeans that automatically adapt to your body size. The Super Shapers! I want you to know I will do whatever it takes to make sure things go as scheduled. Oh my god. I'm so like totally excited. I could just die. Should we call the police? We can't. We're in lockdown. What if there's a killer out there? Are you afraid there's a killer out there? Ready for slacks. Okay, so we know two things. It loves Bollywood music and it has a bindi on its forehead. Slacks. Small price to pay for an awesome ass. Now, I like my horror movies as weird and wild as the next guy, but even I was taken aback by Slack's absurdist premise. But as I find is continually the case, it's best to attempt to leave your preconceived notions of a film at the door, as creative teams time and time again prove that even the most far-out premises can be executed on in a pretty memorable manner. Co-written and directed by Elza Kephart and co-written by Patricia Gomez, Slack's, which comes to shutter on Thursday, March 18th, is a horror comedy with a pretty unique premise. Libby, played by Romaine Denise, an eager young sales clerk, joins the flagship store of a trendy clothing company. But on the night before a new product line release, a pair of jeans come to life and begin killing off Libby's co-workers one by one while they're locked inside the store. But is this a random rash of supernatural violence, or is there more beneath the surface of the jeans' motivation? Well, I guess I can check off killer jeans' motivation off my 2021 bingo board now. So yes, Slacks has replaced the traditional masked slasher villain with a pair of denim jeans. Yes, this is a completely ridiculous premise, but there's actually more to this than just the novelty. Slacks' humor derives from its commentary on materialism and how easily consumers become obsessed with brands and the cult of personality that can develop around them. We're given frequent glimpses of corporate life at the clothing boutique, with slogans such as make a better tomorrow today or signs in the bathroom that read, theft hurts us all, You'd think the people running the company forgot that they just sold clothing. And then there's the controlling behavior of CCC's corporate structure, such as forcing employees to wear in-season clothing, as well as treating the company's head designer as if he's some sort of deity. Most of this icky corporate culture is facilitated by the store's manager, Craig, played by Brett Donahue, who is, quite simply put, a freak. Micromanaging employees every move, monitoring them from cameras, and berating them over the company's headsets, Craig is more of a dictator than the head of a happy corporate family, which he purports to be a leader of. The lunacy of just how far Slacks takes its heightened satire of corporate culture is when Craig begins excusing the deaths of employees who fall victim to the killer genes to retain the image of the brand. This is the ultimate test as to whether or not Libby will snap out of her eagerness to appease her corporate overlords or to do the right thing in the name of fashion, or the good of her coworkers. 
The satirical nature of the film is only half of the humor, with the other half being facilitated by some hilarious denim-induced deaths. The deadly genes in question are called the Super Shapers, on account of them automatically shaping themselves to the wearer's body. But as one employee finds out early on, once worn, the pants squeeze the occupant to death, in one particular case, severing her at the torso. I assume that the film's kills would be a series of people dying in this manner, which would obviously raise the question, uh, maybe stop trying to wear the pants. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. However, the film navigates this by having the pants begin to walk, dance, and at one point sliding onto a mannequin, giving it control of its own body. The pants have several methods of murder such as fashioning itself into a noose and hanging an influencer from a clothing rack, severing an employee's hands with its zippers, or a horde of jeans shredding the skin off of another employee. Maybe it was my skepticism going into the movie, but the practical work for kills is surprisingly fun while not overly compromising the quality. It's not the best I've seen, but it's more than competent for the type of film it's in. As one employee has his hands ripped off by a pair of jeans, his nubs profusely squirt a comical amount of blood. This is presented both in a slapstick, but composed manner that stops it from feeling cheap, even if its lunacy is off the charts. That's an important distinction to make about slacks. It never feels cheap, which shows the creative team's ability to circumvent the film itself from ever feeling like it merely serves to justify a punchline. The film's final act takes on a life of its own, by introducing a surprisingly thought-out roundabout explanation for the supernatural craziness of the film. And I'm about to delve pretty deep into spoilers here, so if you're planning on watching Slacks, I'd pause here and come back later. Spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We learn that the vengeful spirit nature of the genes stems from CCC's exploiting labor in foreign countries. The film opens with a little girl picking cotton from an experimental crop. We then return to this scene later in the film and see that her scarf became stuck in a cotton gin and she was killed. Thus, the wanting for vengeance arises from CCC's exploiting of labor, rather than being a random curse or whatever. This level of thought in making a statement about how clothing companies' success largely stems from exploiting others wasn't the stand I expected a film about killer pants to make. Which, if anything, makes the statement stronger given its being explored within the context of an inherently silly premise. I found it refreshing that the film had something important to say, while also giving us numerous goofy and hilarious death by denim scenes. Also, did I mention that the film is only 77 minutes long? As a proponent of shorter films, Slacks is a great example of a film that gets in and out without outstaying its welcome. Because honestly, had this film been a minute longer, I could see it all falling apart, descending into tiresome tropes and the like. It sets out to present a fun, comedic twist on a socially conscious slasher premise, and it delivers exactly that. It's the best case scenario for a film that's about a possessed pair of pants, rather than an unwatchable train wreck that I feared it would be. So, if you're in the mood for a nasty little surprise, check out Slacks when it comes to Shudder this Thursday on March 18th. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.